0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the films Rebecca from 1940 and Rebecca from 2020. You don't have to have seen either film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do proceed and listen without having seen well, either of the films, or read the book maybe, um, just be aware that we do talk about elements of the plot and there may be spoilers. Enjoy.
0: Hello, I can hear some strange squeaking noises.
1: <laughs> Hello, yes, it's me. I'm a distressed mouse. Do you want to That's ask me really... what it's like being a distressed mouse?
0: Yes, what is it like being a distressed mouse?
1: Not great, if I'm honest. No. Although, it's amazing the places I can squeeze myself into.
0: <laughs> which, is, which is good in lockdown, having lots of spaces. You know, you can go on more adventures.
1: Yeah, there's no rule about how many mice can get together, is there? No, exactly. The mice aren't in lockdown.
0: Yeah, they're not. Um, they're not in bubbles, are they?
1: No, unless they're in one of those. What do they call it, a rat king. That's kind of like yeah, a bubble, the rat king.
0: It's a terrifying. Where a bunch thing. of mice
1: all get together to be in a big nasty bundle.
0: In the video game The Last of Us Part Two, um, there is an enemy called the Rat King, which is lots of different zombie monsters all attached together in a horrifying congealed mess. Um, sounds great and it's very hard to kill and very scary and then when you are able to kill it bits of it start coming off and attacking you separately and it's very very unpleasant
1: lovely just what we need for you know the episode after halloween <laughs> now that <laughs> exactly. halloween's over we could stop talking about scary shit it's like well not really we're transitioning out of that aren't we
0: yeah and 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 i think the movies plural that we've watched for this week are that kind of transitionary period aren't they from yeah. from from spooky to lovely
1: and it's been a week where like you know it feels like w- winter is here it was minus one this morning when I opened the door
0: yeah the mist was rolling in this morning um, yep. couldn't, couldn't see properly outside of the house just lots of mist everywhere
1: the mist that's hanging around here feels like Harry Potter mist you know like the dementors are going to come down and get me
0: oh that would be good not, <laughs> not to get you but to have Harry Potter thanks housed. a lot <laughs> not, not to get you specifically, but to, to have to have that kind of mist is like the best mist.
1: It is a good mist. It, it is atmospheric, I'll give you that. Yeah, it's brilliant. I, d- I don't dislike it. Oh, I like a bit of mist. Um, yeah. But this is where we are. This year is somehow still happening.
0: Yeah, it's still going on, somehow. You know, the last two or three days feel like they've gone on for an incredibly long time.
1: Yep. It feels like we haven't recorded in ages, you know, it feels like, yeah... No, just the other day we were watching something as funny and goofy as Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and now it's locked down too.
0: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. No, no seeing people, no going places, just being stuck in a house. Unfortunately, not in Mandalay.
1: No, which is where it would be good to be stuck somewhere like that. To be locked yeah. down. If you if you employ if you're like a rich bastard and you have a massive house and you employ loads of people, do they? Are they allowed to go to work? Like, I and mean, they can't work from home, can they? So, like, are they allowed to come into your house and serve you? That is a that is
0: a really good question. We should really ask Jacob Rees Mogg that, since I assume yeah. he knows the answer.
1: I'm um, sure he'd be really open with us about it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he would explain it perfectly. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. That's that's very interesting. Actually, um, I haven't thought about that. If you if you are a Downton Abbey sort. Can you have all of your vile servants, those those peasants, in your company,
1: or do they? Keep have to Bonneville, own... I know you listen every week.
0: <laughs> yeah, what, what what's going on? If if Downton Abbey was going now, if you, I I suppose a lot of those houses don't, um, you know, the, the the wealthy have moved away from that kind of lifestyle, haven't they? But I'm yeah. sure there's still quite a lot of them around that do have do have that kind of help.
1: Yeah, you know, not necessarily a housekeeper, a Mrs. Danvers type, but you might have a a cleaner or, you know, nannies and those kinds of things. Jacob Rees-Mogg is definitely all about the nannies, having proudly never changed a nappy in his life.
0: Yes, yeah. Um, Not a fan of the nanny state, big fan of actual nannies. (laughs) (laughs) Should put that on his
1: his campaign poster. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we need more nannies and less nanny state.
1: Hey, vote, that that's snappy, you know. Vote Jacob Rees-Mogg for
0: dickhead of the year 2021.
1: <laughs> He's going to need to campaign really hard for that one. He's got some stiff competition.
0: <laughs> some stiff dicks to to compete
1: against. Yeah. Um <laughs> and some limp ones too.
0: And some limp ones, yeah. Um so yeah, there's there's been all sorts going on. Donald Trump is furious on Twitter and lying constantly. Oh, um, what's new? we've we've got is it
1: 2016 again
0: (laughs) but at least now you get a little message saying what what this guy's tweeted is a a load of old shit which is great i i appreciate that um and I, I wish they brought it into effect four years ago or exactly, five years yeah.
1: ago or six years ago. <laughs> so it's a, finally, they've been allowing people to peddle the most egregious bullshit for almost a decade. And now they're finally adding a little label that goes, hey, hey did you know is, this might be bollocks? This, this random shit that this person has completely made up and spewed onto the internet facilitated by us, a private company, might be total bollocks. <laughs> I mean, it's great, isn't it?
0: They finally clocked it um yeah um you know there's been some some positives out of the election hopefully we'll get the most positive in in the coming days um but there's also been some negatives so a QAnon member has been elected into congress oh, which is God, amazing yeah. um, we've also got a 25 year old republican who visited um adolf hitler's summer home on holiday um he has been elected into congress and is the youngest serving uh congressman um, which is not at all scary, um, but uh, yeah. So there's there's all sorts going on in America at the moment. I mean, we're not wants to we're not wants to talk because we have the British political system and the current British political leadership. But come on, guys, someone apart from New Zealand has got to sort their shit out.
1: Yeah, I I, I feel like it's gonna happen. Someone's gonna get it right somewhere.
0: I think we need to we need to set up our own political party.
1: Yeah definitely. Oh, I thought you were going to say we need to set up our own country.
0: Oh, that too. Of the, the step 1 set up our own country, step 2 set up our own political party, step 3 suppress any other political parties, then we are presidents for life.
1: Yeah. We just need to buy an island, I guess. Here you can get them pretty cheap these days.
0: Yeah, let's get an island. Where would you where would you want your country to be? Cuz you're not a big fan of the heat, so no, I'd like having to a kind of have of, an of icy offshore.
1: island, it's like yeah. somewhere in the North Sea, near Greenland.
0: We could, we could, we could buy an island in Scotland, maybe. That's and true. Then, yeah, and they just annex it and just say this is ours now. You yeah. have no, you know, you have no jurisdiction here.
1: We're declaring the Republic of Big Boys.
0: Yeah, 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 the, de- the Democratic Republic of of Big Boys.
1: Yeah, any and all big boys welcome. Romance encouraged. Guy Fieri is king.
0: <laughs> the, Guy Fieri is our flag. Yeah, our our flag is the bottom part is like a flame shirt design, and then at the top it's like frosted tips, and then there's sunglasses <laughs> in the
1: middle. The world's first frosted tipped flag. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Capital city flavor town. It's literally yeah, like Flavortown. one restaurant where you and me just like cook bur- cook burgers.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's that's what's going to happen. Our main, bo- our main export: podcast content. Yeah. And egregious bullshit.
1: Yeah, and taxes are really high because we care a lot about public services.
0: Yeah, we just tax the shit out of everybody.
1: Yeah, everybody um, being me and you.
0: ninety <laughs> yeah. percent tax goes directly into the other person's pockets. Yeah,
1: exactly, and then we're both even, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm liking the sound um, of this more and more.
0: So so speaking of, of class warfare, um, the movie Rebecca, although the book, the original book, has quite a lot of, of, of class discussion is in it, I'd argue that neither of the movies truly grasps that.
1: I was interested that you used that as a segue then, because I was going to say that's not something that I would attach to either of the films, but I have not read the book, have you? Ah. So
0: yes, yes, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big favourite of mine. Um, and I think Nerd. part of that is because yeah, I know books are for nerds. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> as we've long established, books are well rubbish, mate. Um, so many
1: goddamn words.
0: But but Rebecca, the novel, has some very interesting thematic elements to it. Um, so obviously you've got the main story, but then you've got all of the class element of it where it's, you know, it's this very historic um rich family where she, where Mrs De Winter marries into it from, from from a lower stock um and you've got that um that violent reaction against her by uh Mrs Danvers and you know there's a lot of a lot is made of the um the lesbian subtext between Mrs Danvers and Rebecca uh, is discussed by by theorists a lot but there's also this class element where she Mrs Danvers feels as though she is part of this family because she came with her but in reality she's never been anything other than the help and and matters that are very personal to Rebecca were never discussed with this person who felt that you know she was almost a part of that family dynamic um which I don't think is fully discussed in either of the films. No, you don't get um, that from
1: Mrs. Danvers, do you? You get that with the the unnamed protagonist, the second Mrs. De Winter. That comes across a bit more in the films, but again, I imagine is explored more deeply in the book, right? this whole kind of like, is she good enough for him? And that kind of the insecurity Mrs. Danvers has about that playing off against her own insecurity as well. And thinking that it's kind of like, who am I as, you know, I was a, a, a paid companion. I'm an orphan. I don't have any money. I don't have this, that and whatever. But he wanted to marry her anyway. Um And obviously her insecurity about all of that is kind of at the root of it. But as you say in the, in the film, that doesn't come across so much. I don't know how it is in the book.
0: Yeah, and I, I think in the book it's one of, it's a very complex novel. There's a lot to discuss about it, which is part of the reason why I like it so much is, you know at, at the surface it's this story of 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 love and betrayal um but actually there's an awful lot more going on that we can talk about you know from from a from a society based level um and i think neither of the movies truly gets to that point um and they very much focus on the actual plot and scary mrs danvers um, a lot more goddamn um, movies
1: so- and their plots. How, <laughs> yeah, how dare they yeah. focus on the plot and try and tell a story for fuck's sake? What are yeah, all these get- filmmakers doing? Alfred yeah, Hitchcock, I- <laughs> Alfred Hitch plot, more like
0: Alfred shitcock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he could hitch a plot onto anything,
0: he could, he could. Um, but uh, but yeah, so, so had you watched um had you watched the original Rebecca movie before?
1: yeah I, I saw it a long time ago I think when we were in first year of university excuse me <laughs> the long <laughs> week <laughs> when we were in our um first year of university I think I saw it then it was because it's it's held up as one of those screenwriting masterpieces isn't it as well as having this this amazing literary um background to it as well and I remember thinking it was good at the time but um just from a purely kind of classic, you know, writing, screenwriting point of view and knowing how great Hitchcock was having seen some of his other works and stuff, it was very much all about Hitchcock for me um, at the time. But having watched, rewatched it recently, I was I was completely floored by it. I thought it was amazing and I, I appreciated the performances a lot more than I did before. You know, before, because I saw it a long time ago, before we became these the serious film critics that we are now. So I was able to get a lot more out of it actually this time around.
0: Yeah, because we have developed into the greatest critical minds of our generation
1: now. Yeah, no one could out <laughs> us. No, exactly. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, so 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 I, I think I probably... I must have watched it at uni, but I think I'd already seen the original before then. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those... those. Oh, you must watch Alfred Hitchcock's Rebecca. It's a classic film.
1: That is what people say. Babe, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um,
0: and um and yeah and it is good it is a good adaptation i hadn't watched it in a very long time um and when
1: people say things like that in that voice you know that's that it usually means that they're wrong and it's actually a boring film but in this case i think it's not true
0: no it it's a very entertaining film it's one of those movies of the era that really has stood the test of time um and is very rewatchable um one of the things that i found very interesting is that i didn't remember how sanitized it was in comparison to the original work and into in comparison to the 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 second well not the second movie but the most recent movie um of rebecca in terms of of certain plot elements so spoiler alert for a novel that's nearly a 100 years (laughs) old now um god yeah but but rebecca is not a very nice person
1: um she was a bad woman
0: we we get to use our favorite term she she is cucking maxim de winter <laughs> isn't yep. she um which is which is which he is doesn't get cucked
1: there. in the film or the book he's been pre-cucked
0: yeah <laughs> yeah the cucking happens off screen yeah um the cucking is in media res um <laughs> but um but yeah so and then he he shoots and kills her in in the book and this you find out um you know it's the big twist is you think the whole time that maxim is is finding it very hard to get over the death of rebecca um and and the new mrs de winter the second mrs de winter she can never compare um and that's what she's worried about but in reality he hated her and she was cruel to him and a very manipulative person and eventually he shot her and then like made it look like she killed herself by by drowning and, and crashing okay. her boat.
1: Putting some holes in a boat.
0: Yeah. Um but yes. Um and, and I I did not remember that in the in the Hitchcock one, instead it's that she fell over and banged her head or something instead, and that's how she died. Yeah um, And that she is,
1: it still has the same thing of like she wanted him to kill her because she was terminally ill or whatever. Yes. But it's yeah. like he didn't really even do it. She tripped over. She tripped over the door of the open dishwasher.
0: She stood on. Yeah, what movie was that? Was that Garden State? Garden State. State. Yeah. Um, Alfred, Hitchcock's she, garden State. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock's Garden State. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock's Garden State. She stood on a rake in the garden, and it went up and hit her in the head. Yeah, and then, and then, then she, she slipped on a banana a, skin. <laughs> and she fell into a cactus patch. Um, and, yeah, and then rolled and that, into the sea. Yeah, and then that's how she died. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which I don't remember it being that sanitised. Clearly, they didn't feel comfortable making it as as violent as, as the original work. Um, it was
1: 1940, right? It was, I mean, yeah. So- at that point in film, you have to think film is still a new medium. People are still working out what stories they can and can't tell on film and what people are willing to accept. And I guess with it being that much more vivid than books... At the time, I think that it might have even been considered quite risque in the way that it portrays some things or uses some certain words or that kind of thing. For the time, it was probably it was ahead of its time, I imagine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's interesting because it is seen as this, you know, this incredible classic film, you know, for a movie from 1940, it feels very watchable and very real Mm. and very artistically interesting.
1: Um, And it feels like a film from 1940, but in the best possible way. You know, often you watch those kind of films and it's just a lot of people talking like this and then talking like this. And then there's endless people talking like this over and over and over, having lots of conversations. Those kind of films from that era are mostly conversations. But with this one, you don't really mind, do you?
0: No, no. And, and, And you're right, there's a lot of conversation, but also there's a lot of interesting cinematography and things like that. Um, the the end, I think, is fantastic. Where the 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 way that the fire spreads through Mandalay. Spoiler alert: the house burns down. Again, this book is nearly a hundred years old. It was written in nineteen thirty-eight. Yep. So, if you if you don't want spoilers, too bad. This this book has been out a very long time. And also, um,
1: we always have spoilers in the show. So if you've gotten I know, this far, I know. But,
0: but um, but but you know, some sometimes people like to like to listen anyway. And, um, and, and then, then go, go read again. books and then go read the book um which you should never do because books are well rubbish
1: you've no. got two movies you got here. the two two movies um, and there are other adaptations as well yeah you've got
0: the the stage musical you've got the rap battle you've got yeah. the interpretive dance
1: you got the prog rock concept album
0: yeah um exactly it's uh, it's it's all good in fact there there's a very funny adaptation i can't remember um who did it, but it's a a comic of Rebecca. But it's it's like the prequel to Rebecca, um, where it's basically uh Rebecca walking oh, so around shows the house the and then Mrs. Danvers going, You'll never be as good as the second Mrs De Winter <laughs> <laughs> Which I think was, yeah, very funny. I can't remember who did it, but one um one one webcomic artist, I think it was. Um, did it and it's 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 very well done um but yeah but is one of those stories which was really um it, it's been incredibly influential and obviously it's become one of these great tales to be sold and i think that there is this timeless quality to the story um you know because it because it's all about inadequacy and family and relationships and trust mm. um, which i think a lot of people can get behind and a lot of people can find that very interesting um, but what's what's fascinating is the way that that can then be romanticized. So, I mean, hmm. from your perspective as a soy boy beta cock, um,
1: a woke man on the.
0: Maxim left. de Winter murders his wife. I'm not sure he is a very good human being. She was going to
1: die anyway, though. And she... she wanted to die, and she tricked him into doing it. But he didn't what... know
0: that. And then he shot and killed his wife
1: what happens in the um the 2020 version i can't remember it's been over a week since i watched it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. my memories are all of the hitchcock one
0: um so so yeah in in the 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 2020 version um by ben wheatley um basically generally that's part of the plot follows the book so again he she sort of gets him into such a rage that he then shoots her and kills her um and um and yeah i think yeah rebecca is a as a monstrous human being who's also having sex with her cousin that's not good
1: no um her extremely smug weird cousin (laughs) yeah
0: exactly um but um but even so that that does not necessarily justify her husband (laughs) shooting her dead
1: well, it um, was 1938, you know, they did things differently back then.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you didn't like your wife, you shot her. Um,
1: yeah, you yeah. couldn't get a divorce. That didn't happen until Henry VIII in 1945.
0: Yeah, Henry VIII in 1945 brought in divorce.
1: After he won the Second World War, yeah. he was like, I want to divorce my wife.
0: That's what the Second World War was really about, was yeah. Henry VIII wanted to divorce his wife.
1: Yeah. Um, Everyone knows that.
0: Yeah, exactly. That is. Adolf that is, Hitler
1: was all like, oh no, you can't do that, mate. Yeah. I'm going to take over Europe to he, prove it to you.
0: And Henry VIII was like, "Winston, come with me." And then they just beat him up and then that was yeah. it. Yeah. Um yeah, that's exactly right. Um but but it, it's interesting is, is that, that it's very rarely discussed, I think, and neither of the movies really touches on it that it's not a very nice thing to shoot your wife dead even if she is a monster. Um
1: I guess that's because it's not from his point of view, is it? It's and no. it's not his story. It's a peripheral in that story that um, makes it okay, and in indeed, you know, it, it makes their romance work um, after the point where you think that um, it's not going to work. And she's gone. Oh, you don't love me. And then when the whole of the truth comes out, it brings them really clo- them closer together. And that I think is the genius of the story.
0: Yeah um but i still i i don't trust a man who kills his wife let's
1: not let's... even um army hammer <laughs> not
0: even army hammer in his hammer. in his uh incredible suit um
1: not even and there. his perfect mustache like <laughs> just like the hitchcock version <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so um so yeah, so so did you enjoy the the Hitchcock version? I think maybe if we talk about that one first and then we move yeah. on to Yeah. I
1: re- I really did. Yeah. It's it's an I was really in the mood for an old film and I think it it really hit that spot. But yeah, I was thoroughly compelled and I thought the the dialogue was brilliant. It was really really, you know, whip smart dialogue and great conversations that just revealed so much and i loved how the music was always playing did you notice that like it's yeah. always got that kind of those kind of lilting strings in the background and they turn ominous very very quickly at exactly the right moments and i think that kind of old school scoring is something that people don't people don't do anymore because obviously with it can get kind of annoying but in that with this kind of film i felt like it really worked to make the atmosphere and i thought it was yeah it was really really well done i really enjoyed it
0: yes yeah
1: it's, Did um, you feel the same?
0: Yeah, I, I, I really, I really appreciated it. I thought it was, um, it's so well put together, and it's a relatively early movie in Hitchcock's career.
1: Um, yeah,
0: you know, it is 1940. Um, His first
1: film under contract with producer David O. Russell.
0: Um, related to Carano from. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes. I, b- <laughs> I believe.
1: Um <laughs> That was David O. Selznick. I
0: like. Um but um but yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a wonderful movie, incredible performances as well. Um
1: Oh he also produced um, Gone with the Wind. Yes. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I've ever
0: seen it. It's fine.
1: Um, it's very long.
0: It's long. It's it's odd, it's not got the best sort of um politics obviously uh so yeah it's an interesting one maybe we should talk about that sometime actually um but um but yeah and i think that of course
1: stars olivia de Havilland, who is um joan fontaine's sister
0: um oh really yeah um but then yeah you look at the you look at the, the 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 main cast and you know laurence olivier joan fontaine um and judith anderson as mrs danvers is is you know she's she's great in that and i think there's a lot then um for for um for the for the for the second movie the, the 2020 um version to really live up to um but i think performance wise it nearly does the job um yeah i'd say so you know i think um i think uh Kristen scott thomas is possibly even better as mrs danvers i absolutely adore her
1: she is fantastic um, yeah
0: um and, and it's it, hard to
1: improve on her performance in Under the Cherry Moon, obviously. <laughs> but of
0: course, of course. Um, but then um, you know, Lily James I think is very good as, as the second Mrs. Davinter. And I know that people have criticized her and criticized in particular Army Hammer, but I think Army Hammer's alright. I, I thought think he, does he was a fine, fine I think he does a fine job. you know it's not it's not Laurence Olivier levels, but I think he does a perfectly fine job of playing a handsome man in the nineteen thirties who's posh. Which is and what
1: posh and a wife shooter. Yeah, and a wife shooter.
0: So, so a little bit of trivia for you about, um, about the, uh, the, the original movie. Um, and this is something that I've just found out now. Um, uh, it had to. They had to change the the death of Rebecca to comply with the Hollywood production code, which was a set of moral ah, guidelines. And they was... used to have
1: these kind of codes, didn't they? Like the yeah. comics code.
0: Um, So so, um, it was, um, it's more commonly known as the Hays Code, which I think we've talked about on the podcast before, actually, I think I've talked about it, Um, where, and apparently part of the code is that the murder of the spouse had to be punished, so they had to change it that she accidentally died right? um, in order to get around the fact that that Maxim, you know, um, you know, doesn't, he doesn't get off scot-free, but he's not imprisoned or or, or or given the death penalty no um, which which i think is, is what would have to happen otherwise so um so yeah so that's, so that's why she tripped over the dishwasher yeah that's why she she fell into the cactus patch yeah
1: um,
0: sucks to be you rebecca um <laughs> but but i think yeah the original movie i think um does stand up very well i think it 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 misses out on some elements Um, of the original work but i think maybe i'm being a bit too critical there because you know it is hard to adapt any
1: novel um yeah at least of all in 1940
0: yeah yeah but i think it does get the core components in there um quite well you know um but then you've got yeah this um god 60 year wait for the for the for the one that we watched and i was very much looking forward to 80 years oh yes you're right we
1: had this discussion before didn't we how like 1980 is 40 years ago yeah and between 1940 and 1980 is 40 years so we're as far away from 1980 now as this film was from van halen god this is you think about things like that and it feels like there's an impossible distance (laughs) between those two things (laughs)
0: yeah that is that is terrifying isn't it it's absolutely terrifying Um, Lawrence
1: Olivier lived to see Van Halen. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> he died in 1989.
0: Um, and loved them. Um, yeah, but but yeah, Re-
1: Van Halen fan.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Rebecca 2020. I was I was really looking forward to because I'm a big fan of Ben Wheatley, the director.
1: Um, Interesting and- direction for him, I thought.
0: Yes. Um, and you know I'm a I'm a big fan of the book, and I thought, oh yeah, I can see exactly how Ben Wheatley can make this very strange version of Rebecca. Um, you know, his his adaptation of High Rise is is phenomenal. Um, I've still not seen that. It's very good, very interesting. You know, the, the original novel is weird as all hell. Um, mm-hmm. And he manages to convert that to the screen very well. But I think it's a surprisingly restrained direction from him it feels very classical in its approach and it feels very saccharine at times so you get these odd moments of weirdness i think some of the lighting in the introduction in her dream where you've got that very strange red lighting coming up feels very ben Wheatley. um and then you've got her later dream sequences where there's all of the vines on the floor and things like that um which again feels very much like him, as he's very strange.
1: Do any of those moments. kind of things happen in the book?
0: I genuinely can't remember because it's been so bloody long since I read the book. Because um, obviously,
1: there's no dream sequences with the Hitchcock version. The whole thing they didn't have the budget for
0: that. Um, but um, but but I think in general, it's quite a restrained film. Um, Rebecca, twenty twenty, as we'll refer to it from now on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I still quite enjoy it. Enjoyed it, but yeah, it, it is odd in the way it approaches certain things. As you say, yeah, the lighting and the dream sequences and it, the way it lingers on certain things.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very odd. It, it, it feels very traditional. It feels very um, very colourful and at times awkwardly uplifting in terms of its approach. You know, there's a lot of. The, a lot of the visual elements sort of play up you know oh monaco is beautiful mandalay is beautiful which is is you know is, is partly done but it feels like it's almost to an excess where it's 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 showcasing the the wealth of this this style of life um but i think
1: and as you say it's doing that without really going deep on the sort of the class element of it
0: exactly yeah which i think is 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 partly an issue with the film is that thematically i don't think it's necessarily strong enough um and i think in part that's because and i don't know if you felt this but i felt that the first three quarters or maybe two-thirds of the movie felt very very strong very well paced but then from the moment that he says lol i shot my wife don't worry
1: <laughs> you said that with the slight borat lilt. Little... <laughs> my wife i shot my wife <laughs> <laughs> um uh <laughs> i watched that as well by the did way did you yeah oh, did you enjoy it i did I, I thought it was really good fun there's I, some of the scenes feel superfluous and not that useful to the story where it's just like i've just gone here to gross someone out about a baby but like it's overall the, the satirical content hits hard and it's, it's a lot more relevant than Borat should be in 2020. <laughs> oh, but there yeah. are some really, really great moments, like the whole thing with the, him faxing the ministry and <laughs> keep going back to the fax shop and the guy just patiently handing him the faxes. I don't know why, but I found that really funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, there, there are some wonderful moments there. And I think, you know, the, the great thing about um, Sasha Bound-Cohen's um, comedy is that he puts a mirror up to these people and shows them the the real horror that they are and i think borat's one of the best examples of that of showing the kind of inherent racism and bigotry um people where as long as someone else is willing to show it they'll be they'll be happy to show it themselves as well um which i think is very interesting and yeah i think it's very it's very well done you know it's not as obviously not going to have the same impact as the original did but over time the only things that have been remembered about the original were the mankini and my wife anyway so (laughs) Yeah,
1: very nice. Very nice. Which apparently has been adopted by the Kazakhstan Tourist Board as a slogan. Yes, I saw that as well, which is
0: great. Um, But there aren't really any quotable lines or awkward bits of um, clothing in Rebecca 2020. Unfortunately Um, not. Apart from
1: the, the whole thing with the dress where she gets ordered to change. And I'd forgotten that in the Hitchcock version... It's kind of before the party's even properly started. There's only a handful of people there. It never shows the entire ball, presumably, maybe because of budgetary constraints. But I find I found that almost more effective that it's just him and kind of the family members she's already met um, who see that, that her make that awkward faux pas. I felt like it was almost too it was overdone in the new version because it kind of showed her in front of everyone. Still excruciating, yeah. but yeah. that's kind of a real, the real as um, a, a pivotal moment in the film, isn't it?
0: And and interestingly enough, the the Hitchcock version, in terms of, um, uh, in terms of the dress she's wearing, is more accurate. So it is a white dress on the original portrait, um, and and I guess maybe they they changed it into that red and black outfit because it's more. You know, inherently sexual. I guess it's the color, more of the colors yeah. that are thought of to do with sex. So it ties in more with Rebecca's character, and it um, tied in
1: more with the color and the aesthetics of the film. You know, I mean Hitchcock's film was in black and white, of course. so I mean, there's not much what you could yeah. have done with that. But I think they made a deliberate choice that mm. did did well with the the color palette and the production of the film, which I thought was stunning, actually.
0: Yes. Yeah. No. It's it's very well done. Um, it's uh, yeah it's it's a very it's a very pretty movie i think um and maybe not enough people have have, have recognized this um but actually it's a, it's a very well put together very colorful very vibrant film um but at the same time it's got the mood to it during the darker moments that actually fits incredibly well um but but i do think um and b- before we got distracted by the my wife comment um i was i was going to ask you um I think the first two thirds of the movie are incredibly well paced, but I think after he says, Soz, I shot my wife, but don't worry. I love you. Um, that final third is, feels incredibly rushed. Like all of the, yeah, all of the stuff to do with the legal case, um, Lily James running off to London <laughs> to, to go and look through some doctor's records. Um, and then the fire at Mandalay oh, yeah. all feels very, very rushed. Which I think is to the detriment of the movie, and you know, I'm I'm not one to say, let's add some more time to a film. I like it when films are, uh, keep keep that 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 brevity, but this movie really could have done with an extra twenty minutes just to help it breathe in that in that final third.
1: Yeah, or even, even 10 or 15, you know. Yeah. We, maybe we could have had another dream sequence and had, I don't know, some Doctor's records coming to life and chasing her or something, you know. like A, a bit of that, <laughs> yeah. just to bring it back to her, because the thing is, at that point in the film, and I think that the Hitchcock version suffers from this as well to a degree, it almost becomes his story in his courtroom drama, and that's kind of boring, and doesn't really fit with the tone of the rest of the film, and maybe that is to do with the source material as well, maybe the book's like that, but... Yeah, once you get into the courtroom, you just think, "Oh, this is dull. Come on, guys. He obviously murdered his wife. I just want to know how he's going to get away with it and still be able to be in love with the second Mrs. De Winter, which is the point of it—is the romance. It's not about whether or not he shot his wife, but then it becomes about that, and it becomes about that in a boring courtroom.
0: But don't you think that if this was in, if this was in reality, don't you think the fact that he shot his wife is more important than whether he's in love?
1: Nah. <laughs> because um, it's all coming out after he's already found love at that point you're already rooting for them it's all so right So it doesn't guys. matter he might it's be fine. a murderer
0: <laughs> but he's in love it's fine don't worry about it um,
1: yeah that's how romance works
0: like I, I i feel as though i think the biggest problem with it well there is a one incredibly bad problem with the film which i'll get into in a bit But the biggest problem, apart from that, is that the whole Mandaluy scene at the end where it's on fire is just way too short.
1: Um, Yeah. Oh, there's a fire. Uh, Yeah, there we go. There's a fire.
0: Oh, Mrs. Danvers has jumped into the water. Too bad. (laughs) That's the end. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
1: Not enough made of the kind of big Wilhelm Scream moment of her jumping into the sea. (laughs)
0: yeah but i but i feel as though (laughs) i feel as though the 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 1940s version did it much better because you know it didn't spend a lot of time on it but you don't need to necessarily spend loads of time but you need enough time to let the horror of it really sink in that mrs you just see her face in the
1: window don't you yeah yeah Yeah. um
0: and then you sort of it goes in to see her and then like the the ceiling falling in on her um and and that's really shocking and it's really powerful and i think the that the new version really didn't have that emotional punch um, at the end that she was willing to let everything around her burn as a retaliation for the, for the death of, of the, the you know, the, the, the woman that she, she grew up with um, that, you know, she, she nurtured and she fostered. Um, and I feel as though, yeah, it really didn't do a good enough job. The new version of, of, of giving that, that moment, the the power and the time that it deserved.
1: Yeah, cuz it's a really big and kind of shocking end. But oh, I guess it's because almost at that point it's done, isn't it? He's you know, well sort of got off, you know, they they are happy together. There's just the small matter of the insane housekeeper to deal with. And I guess both films suffer from that a little bit where it's just like, yep, she's dead in the fire, film is over.
0: But I, but I think the, the the Hitchcock one gets it pretty much bang on in terms of, you know, it has that shocking conclusion. Whereas I think the, the Ben Wheatley one is kind of just like, oh yeah, shit, the house gets on fire, doesn't it? Okay, we'll put that in.
1: It doesn't have enough of the, the kind of ominous loud strings that you had in 1940
0: <laughs> or suddenly It's really loud. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want. That's what we yeah. want for a movie. Um, but can I talk to you about the bit that it's very, very bad about? Rebecca. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Is right at the end where they're in is it Cairo they're in at the end? Oh the
1: the tacked on bit.
0: Yeah, and they're like, Oh, we're looking for our new home, but we found oh, love. Yeah. And it's like, no, that is not right. That is very, very. We well, already
1: wrong. know that. We're kind of. You, the, again, that's maybe being too explicit about the love and the romance, isn't it? Where and, and, you, you feel it from. You you are rooting for them because you see her as a, a vulnerable character, and you identify with that. You know, you you really really appreciate the the vulnerability and innocence that she brings, and you 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 want her to succeed, but to actually have that depicted in that way it's too much isn't it and i don't really i'm not even sure why because you want that for her but it's just like yeah you don't need to see it
0: and also it completely goes against um the original work or in the original work yes they are traveling but they're not necessarily traveling out of choice it's because they can never escape the scandal that, that and their befell house them. down lol. <laughs> well yes yeah lol lol rich person's house burns down um But, but they can never, they can never escape that scandal. They can never escape that fire. They can never escape from Rebecca. And that's the whole point of it at the end is they're traveling. Yes. They're trying to find a new place. Yes. But the specter of Rebecca will forever be with them and that's the point so by putting in this end sequence where it's like hey don't worry we're having hot sweaty sex in a cairo hotel whilst we're drinking loads of booze everything's fine that completely goes against the ghost of my dead
1: wife can't find us here
0: (laughs) exactly It's, it's it's just it just does not it it doesn't work with the with the story and it feels really really stilted and completely out of place and i know that a lot of other fans of of rebecca have not been happy with the new version and i think that end point is is i think the main point of issue that they have
1: it was a bit like the scene they tacked on to the end of the hunger wasn't it where um... <laughs> Susan Sarandon's just looking out over the rooftops of London and going, oh, yes, I have my vampire woman in a box here. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Or um, I think the perfect example is the the original ending to Blade Runner from the theatrical cut where where um, the two of them have, uh, are driving off happily and they've managed to escape. Oh, uh, yeah. Everything's fine. Um, there's that voiceover. over. Um, which obviously everybody hated and was taken out of it as soon as they could get a director's cut out. Um, and and it's exactly that kind of feeling. And I, I wonder whether that was a, a deliberate decision from Ben Wheatley or whether it was something that was kind of pushed into it to make it. Because I, one thing that I noticed was that a lot of the, a lot of the advertisements and a lot of the promotion for Rebecca 2020 really made it up to be a story that was very different from the story that it tells and it really sort of made it out to be this classic, purely romantic story whereas in fact it does have this this gothic element to it um, that that the, the the trailer's never really explored.
1: No, and I guess that's because it's a Netflix production, right? They want, a, they want teenagers to watch it. To they want all, the kids to, to
0: watch it. To all the wives I've shot before. <laughs>
1: exactly, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, and I, I wonder if that's part of the problem because it is sort of like, hey, we've got Lily James. You remember her? She's in Mamma Mia. <laughs> Army Hammer. He's great. He knows how to row. Um, <laughs> he knows
1: how to row. Yeah,
0: he's one. He's the 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 Winklevosses. Oh the right,
1: area. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, and yeah, so so it's very odd that they really went down that route with it i think it's very strange um and yeah it did kind of ruin it for me i thought the end end was just oh no yeah very very poor understanding and comprehension of the original work
1: tacked on nonsense
0: yeah exactly the, the, uh, i would much have preferred it if there was a literal ghost of Rebecca that turned up in the movie. Yeah. You know?
1: yeah, hello, and just went hi. I'm okay with the fact that you shot me because I was a terrible person. Please <laughs> exactly. enjoy your closure.
0: <laughs> Have some closure, Maxim. It's fine. I will not be ghost cucking you anymore.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's like a, a ghost, like lesbian sex scene between her and Mrs. Danvers. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what we need. <laughs> I think we need to. There have apparently been a couple of sequel novels to Rebecca, um, and I think maybe we need one, which written is written by other people. Yes, yeah. Um, so I think maybe we need one with with Ghost Mrs. Danvers and Ghost Rebecca just being like, "Oh fuck it, shall we get together?"
1: Yeah, and there aren't great. enough horny ghost books. Yeah,
0: out there. <laughs> no. You've got you've got Ghost. Ghost is is about a horny ghost Um, Yeah, you know, we need more of that We need more of that
1: I think now is the the time
0: So so having watched Two versions of Rebecca Have you an interest in reading the original Work?
1: Yeah, it's something I feel like I may get round to But I have a huge pile of books to read So it's not going to be any time soon But it's it's something I'm sure I will get round to, it's one of my wife's favourite books
0: Oh really? Oh, yeah. You must you uh, must tell her that it's also one of my favorite books. It is, a,
1: and one of my granddad's favorite books as well. Ah, it is a, it is He's a wonderful. Banging on about it,
0: um, because so, I think that um, De Maurier is one of those writers who I think is. She has a, she has a following, and she has some reverence, but I feel as though she should be treated with much more acclaim than she is, because, mm. you know, y- you've got. Um books like my cousin rachel Jamaica Inn obviously she wrote the birds as well, yeah um and don't look now too um mm-hmm. it's uh you know she is which um, people don't
1: don't necessarily know traces back to her do they? no no particularly exactly. do you, do you don't look now, which is this really classic horror film,
0: yeah yeah um it's um it's yeah it's it's really interesting. Um, how diverse her works were. And I don't know, have you ever read the the short story of The Birds?
1: No, I haven't. Um,
0: Because it is very, very different from the film. Um, They're almost completely different apart from the fact that there's murderous birds. So Um, in
1: one of them, birds aren't real.
0: (laughs) There's all a government conspiracy. They're they're solar powered. Um, Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and that
1: was then people were onto this even then uh, yeah they're
0: onto it even then um but yeah so so i think it's really interesting how diverse her work was um how complex her works were um but with these stories that grabbed people um and so you know as our listeners know books are well rubbish yeah they're trash but yep. my Books mission for you all is to pick up something by Daphne de Maurier. It could be a short story, could be a novel, whatever you choose, and give it a read and think, ah, oh, this reads really well for something written in the nineteen thirties.
1: Yeah. And, you know, all kind of she does have that reverence with good reason, but perhaps as you say, it's not as she's not as known on the mainstream as other writers who are of more or lesser stature.
0: Yeah, everyone talks about fucking I don't know. I'm trying to think of a acclaimed a writer who doesn't
1: deserve it now. Shakespeare.
0: Yeah, fucking Bill Shakespeare.
1: <laughs> fucking Chaucer. Oh, that shit.
0: Geoffrey <laughs> Chaucer. More like Geoffrey Archer. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I mean, he also writes books. He does. Unfortunately, yeah.
0: <laughs> I knew I knew of him as a novelist before I knew that he was a politician slash dirtbag
1: slash perjuring shitbag. <laughs>
0: yeah. um yeah but um but yeah uh yeah give give demorio a read and yeah so uh, my big question for you rebecca or jane eyre
1: see yeah there's definitely a through line between those isn't there and jane Eyre also my wife is a big fan of and i think sees the parallels between this and we talked about it a little bit after watching it but um i i would choose rebecca over jane eyre yeah, I think I feel I... like it's it's got it's more contemporary and it's more, again, the the element of romance really comes out just so brilliantly um, that you're you're rooting for her and for them so much more, and it still has that kind of gothic um, overtone, but it's the the romance succeeds in a much bigger way, and that for me is more important.
0: Yeah, I, I think I agree. I I I also really love Jane Eyre. I think it's a, a wonderful. Um, a wonderful novel, um, particularly when you read it alongside *Wide Sargasso Sea*, um, yeah. which is the the, the follow up um, written in the sixties. I think it was from the, from the wife's perspective. I think is very very strong, and when you when you compare and contrast the two, it's very good. At some point, I think we should watch the twenty eleven movie of *Jane Eyre*, hmm. um, which is which is I haven't good. seen it. Um, uh, directed by Kerry Joji Fukunaga, uh, Fukunaga, who did uh, um, yeah. did uh, *Beasts of No Nation*. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, and he's directed *No Time to Die* as well, the most
1: recent That's right. um, Bond movie, which is never denied. going to be released. <laughs> no, it's never coming out. Oh.
0: Um, so it's yeah, it's a really interesting movie. Um, it's got Mia Vazakovska. it's got Michael Fassbender. Um, what more do you want than yeah than, than Michael Fassbender? trapping his wife in an attic. <laughs> so spoiler,
1: totally spoiler, alert spoiler alert for
0: Jane. Spoiler alert for Jane.
1: You're fine with that, but it's not okay for army hammer to shoot his wife in self defense.
0: <laughs> well, no, I'm not fine with that, and that's part <laughs> of the reason why I think White Sargasso Sea is such an interesting book. Um, is that it explores actually the the misogyny and racism inherent in that time period um and how all of that comes together to to, you know, torture this poor woman. Um and I think, yeah. So, so no, I'm not. I'm not fine with that. And I'm not fine with Maxim De Winter shooting his wife, even if she was evil, and even if she was going to die, because he didn't know that. He thought he was just shooting his wife.
1: Yeah, you do. It, you do it all the time. <laughs> I didn't know she was going to die.
0: Oh, I thought my gun was a cigar lighter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See. It's a it's a joke today. I'm going to shoot you.
0: Oh, as w- what I say to my wife Rebecca all the time, new Mrs. De Winter. Don't worry, I won't shoot you. Um, yeah, Maxim De Winter, fucking trash, trash man, get out. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Maxim de Winter 2020.
1: Max de Winter's getting cancelled because he shot his wife. Tell you what, this cancel culture has gone too far.
0: All you do is shoot your wife and then everyone's coming after you. It's a witch hunt, I
1: tell you. (laughs) Yeah, man can't even shoot his wife anymore.
0: (laughs) I'm going to go on Joe Rogan and talk about how it's fine that I shot my wife because she was bad. And then maybe all those liberals in the media will leave me alone.
1: Yeah, and then all the like right-wing podcasts will be showing the clips from the Joe, rog- Joe Rogan podcast. The right-wing people retweeted thousands and thousands of times a clip of Ma- Max Twins going, Yes, I shot my wife.
0: I shot so Joe my Rogan's wife, like huh, deserved
1: it. Interesting. It I get paid the most hilarious, insane, ridiculous, evil amount of money to make a bullshit podcast. A really, Let me talk about that for, for an hour, and then we can talk about how you shot your wife.
0: A really badly recorded podcast of well. Oh, it sounds like it's in a couple of tin cans. It's awful. Yeah. You um, have you have Ben Shapiro going. So hypothetically, if you shot your wife and she was evil, but she also was terminally ill, should you be sent to jail for it? i'd say no yeah do
1: you like my ben i shapiro, shoot my right?
0: wife all the time do, do, do you like my ben shapiro ben?
1: that's very very good very good
0: <laughs> he's actually here with me say hi ben <laughs> oh no. uh, hi,
1: hi ben uh you, hypothetically are you enjoying um wap still uh, your hi- favorite song <laughs>
0: uh, hypothetically if i was to appear on your podcast but i get paid no
1: no oh, always we, off we don't pay he's not happy he's not happy about that <laughs> sorry ben he thought he was getting paid for this. He's
0: he's getting into. I keep him in um, one of the chest of drawers. He he fits in quite nicely in there with a little pillow. Oh, he's, okay. He's just going as long there. as he's comfortable. Going to bed in a strop. I'll I'll bring him some ice cream later.
1: Yeah, he'll be fine. Give him
0: a pat on the head. Yeah, it's all right, Ben. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right. I don't know how we.
0: I don't know what happened there, um, but. Yeah, Maxim De Winter is a scumbag, and I don't like him. Although I do appreciate his suits.
1: Yeah, I think he's dressed very well in both versions of the film, and I appreciate the mustache.
0: Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good tash, good tash.
1: Um, good film to kick so, off Movember.
0: So, so have you got anything else you'd like to say about Rebecca?
1: No, I don't think so. I, I enjoyed both of them. I, I did think the twenty twenty. 2020 version was still enjoyable despite the flaws that you mentioned which I cannot deny it was still an enjoyable and entertaining watch and I think is well worth your time as is the Hitchcock version which I think I would prefer of the two um but yeah both were decent I thought
0: yeah so so I'd agree um I I was slightly disappointed in Rebecca 2020 um because of the issues thematically that it has where I don't think it necessarily is a Great adaptation of the original work, but I thought yeah. it had some interesting moments. I thought it looked very good. I thought the performances in general were decent as well. Um, Christian Scott Thomas is wonderful. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, so I, I enjoyed both of them. I thought they were, they were both,
1: um, they were both good. Oh, and our man Pete Doherty's in it as well. <laughs> our man Pete, um,
0: yeah, no, he's good, he's good. Um, <laughs> again playing playing a great little character um but yeah um so um so how are we do do i want do you want me to give some trivia or shall we rank
1: them you gave a little bit of trivia already but if you've got some more i'm always interested to hear it
0: um so so this was sam riley and lily james's reunion after pride and prejudice and zombies obviously which is great good um Sam Riley and Army Hammer were also both in Free Fire for a previous Ben Wheatley movie.
1: Oh yes.
0: Which is great. Um so uh Kristen Scott Thomas's character, Mrs. Danvers, states that Mandalay had been a gift from Henry VIII, um famous winner of World War Two. Yeah. Um yeah. Kristen also played Anne Boleyn's mother in the other Berlin Girl. Which centers on huh. the relationship between Anne
1: and Kenry Henry VIII and is very Set bad. Set in nineteen forty six.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um yeah, so uh so so yeah, so so that'll that that'll do, I think um little bit of trivia so how are we going to rank this how many how many times would you shoot your wife before before dumping her body in the sea
1: <laughs> very good yeah how or how many times do you have to shoot your wife before you get invited onto joe rogan's podcast to talk about it
0: <laughs> yeah, okay how many how many bullets go into your wife before joe rogan will have you on his podcast that's great um so so shall we do them separately
1: yeah i think so yeah
0: um so so i think i would give uh 17 to alfred hitchcock's rebecca um i think it is a a wonderful movie it's stood up very well to the test of time um and yeah it's good it's f- for its time it's a re- it's a really great movie um for 2020 i'd maybe go for a 13 it's pretty it 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 works pretty well, but those thematic issues and a really bad ending do hold it back for me.
1: Yeah, I I will agree with you on the Hitchcock one. I think that's that's pretty right. It's a pretty high score, but definitely well deserved. Um but I'll go a couple higher on the newer one. I'll give it a fifteen. I felt like it was yeah, it's three quarters of the way there for me. I don't have the same qualms as you have with the divergence from the source material, and I thought it was very pretty and very well put together. Um, and I don't care that Mr. De Winter shot his wife.
0: <laughs> you just don't care. You're fine with it. You want to keep that patriarchy going, you scumbag. Yep. You're after that's you're me. after those outright populist dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I've become. You'll I need the a, money.
0: Set up a parlay account. Um, or Parler. I don't know how it's pronounced. You know the new right-wing version of Twitter?
1: Oh, good. Where you're I'm allowed really to be racist.
0: Um, it's, it's spelled P-A-R-L-E-R. So for me, I pronounce it Parley, like the French for speak. But I've seen uh, other people right, pronounce okay. it like Parler. Um, but I choose to believe it's Parley. But it's trash, basically. Trash, yeah. trash Either way, racists. it's bad. Um, Either way,
1: Ben Shapiro is on there right now going... Help me, I'm stuck in a drawer in a man's house. I've got a pillow. <laughs> you dressed
0: me in a little elf costume. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, right, okay. Uh, what have we got up next then? What is what is coming up? Uh,
1: well, as, as previously mentioned, um, we wanted to give a big thanks and a shout out to Lizzie at Acast and her whole crew who are just, you know, the greatest podcast hosts in the world and we're grateful for everything they do. And I was chatting with Lizzie and she said... I said, did she have any requests? And she wanted us to do Isn't It Romantic? Which is a nonsense Netflix film that came out last year that has Hemsworth's in it. So why not?
0: Oh, right. This is the Rebel Wilson one, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I've actually already seen it, but I'm going to watch You've it again. You've
0: already seen it, I say. I have not seen this. Um, all right. Yeah, it was
1: one where we watched it last year. I watched it with my wife. And, um, <laughs> my wife? <laughs> we were going to get, get around to talking about it, and we never did for the show. So... I'm glad that we now have an excuse.
0: Interestingly enough, I already know what I'm going to pick next, so we're going to be doing a Netflix double bill, which I'm super excited about. Um, cool, cool. But, uh, but yeah, I am, well, I am. Let's
1: not spoil the surprise now.
0: No, 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 no. We will, uh,
1: we will, we will
0: cover it next time out. But yeah, isn't it romantic?
1: Yes, it is. Digging it. It, it, will which it I be mean as romantic as
0: a man shooting his wife, is the question.
1: No, nothing, nothing could be as romantic as that kind of grand gesture. It's the
0: <laughs> exactly that's what you do, isn't it? You want to show yeah. your wife you love her. Your shooter. <laughs> Lessons yeah. learned from Rebecca. Yeah,
1: if you love someone, you should let them go by <laughs> shooting by let them.
0: Let <laughs> them go. We mean shoot them and dump their body at sea.
1: Yeah, that's romance, folks. <laughs> Alrighty. righty all right so go and do that and also um send us your recommendations for films you can reach us on twitter at big boys don't pod on the emails big don't grow podcast at gmail.com always love to hear from you and um, there's a link in our show notes where you can give us money um it's just a one-off thing if you want to say thanks for all the time and effort that we put into this and if you like the nonsense that we talk every week um give us a tip basically
0: yeah, and, and let us know, have you ever had an affair with your cousin, you weirdos? Um, have you ever <laughs> yeah. shot your wife? Yeah. If you could burn down a big expensive house, which house would you burn down?
1: Yeah. Does it belong to Jacob Rees-Mogg, yay or nay?
0: <laughs> Answers on a postcard,
1: please. <laughs> to the usual address.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: All right, and we'll be back next week to talk about Isn't It Romantic?
0: Alrighty, All
1: righty, bye-bye. Bye.